2: It's showtime, folks. Enjoy the show.
0: And a fine, fine Saturday matinee to you both, Tom and Ray. Good morning.
2: Huzzah!
0: Wow, you guys are click and clack. Tom and Ray Maliazzi, the Tappet brothers. I'm lost. Click and clack. Come on, you got what? All right. Not a big NPR Love crowd it. here. Great. That's, That's fantastic. <laughs> Terry Gross.
3: Gross. <laughs> <laughs> Is that NPR? I don't know what Okay. You're saying. Uh
0: I, I'd like to open uh with some uh very important news. <laughs> I'm gonna go straight to Quibby
1: Corner. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: okay. okay. Now I you know I've been bearish on Quibby uh for a time. Not you. But it's se- <laughs> now Ray. It seems like Quibi may be turning their very own corner. Did you see the news? Did you see the news about Quibi changing over or, or doing the drive in? Oh, <laughs> what does that mean? Well, it means that Quibi, during the pandemic, has finally decided that maybe people want to watch stuff on a bigger screen than their phone, which is. That sort of breaks the fundamental model of Quibi. <laughs> <The> whole <idea. laughs> That was the, the whole point was small screen. Yeah. But what is a smart enterprising company, uh, company to do uh, when they're faced with a fundamental global challenge that alters their business model? They pivot. They pivot. And here they are. Uh, they actually played the Dane DeHane thriller, The Stranger, which you might remember is one that I called out early on is one that I would love to see if it wasn't on damn Quibi. <laughs> well, they actually they actually uh, played the whole thing on a very big screen uh, in a drive through because drive throughs are all the rage in a pandemic. And uh, so there you go. Uh, I thought it was it's a really neat story that they actually got to see their own uh, property on the big screen for the very first time.
3: But wait, I have two questions because I don't excuse me. I don't know that much about Quibi, even after all of your rants. I thought, (laughs) isn't it up and down, (laughs) meaning
0: it's made? Well, that's a cool thing. Yeah. So how Uh, does that work
3: on a movie screen? And then also I thought all the Quibi things were incredibly short.
0: Well, the thing about Quibi is I think it has that really smart technology where you can actually turn the phone and it adjusts the cropping. Are you sure? And so. I thought that that was a complaint is
3: that you couldn't it do is. that.
0: Oh, I could see, be wrong. Now, I totally I, sh- I, I shouldn't
3: be correcting you. But I thought, well, that this was is part what's so weirdness. interesting.
0: This is what's so interesting about Quibi is that is that, in fact, it's it's funny because the latest update this <laughs> I have not tried this yet, but the latest update to Final Cut, Final Cut Studio uh, just came out. And apparently they have this whole uh, machine learning tool that allows you to say, "Okay, I want you to intelligently follow the um, the subject of whatever is in the frame, even when I tell you I want to crop it for. Like 9 by 16 okay. instead of 16 by 9, which I think was the whole idea behind Quibi. And the, literally, like, the okay. science was applied to Quibi to be able to follow where the subject is and to automatically adjust depending on what, what source they are working with at the same time. Got I mean, it. Was, it. It was crazy like what they actually in- did to invent new technology to make Quibi work. And so I am I'm not a subscriber. I don't know. I, I don't know actually how it ends up working, but I heard it's pretty smart. OK. And um, so you do have uh, I think when they do have a format of it to actually show it widescreen. Pretty sure. OK, so it
3: would only make sense to do that. That's going to take <laughs> but then, some well, time. I thought I everything so. is super short, too.
0: Well, it's super short just because they're in they're they're cut up into short segments. But if you string them all together back to back, they become uh, much longer, right? Oh, right.
3: Well, <clears throat> it, I guess they would take out the ins and outs or something. I yeah. mean, if it's made to well, close, so and, and this every is this is that.
0: That's a very good question. So here from the article on uh, Hollywood Reporter, this means the series, which takes place from 7 p.m. to 7 a.m. over one night in Los Angeles, was seen at this drive-in as it has never been shown to viewers with timestamps of 8 p.m., 9 p.m., and so on, marking what would traditionally be under the 10-minute episode added to Quibi each day. So you're watching it as a film, Hmm. But every 10 minutes it it just jumps and says, hey, boom, now it's eight o'clock. Now it's nine o'clock. Now it's ten o'clock. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well. So uh I I this is one that actually I thought looked really interesting. I hope, I really hope at some point they figure out uh, a, a way to actually do more fun releases like this. I would absolutely go see this at a drive-in. Sure. I, absolutely. We did the we did the Jurassic Park. At a drive-in two weeks ago, and I had a blast. So cute that movie. So
3: cute. (laughs) (laughs) I still haven't seen a drive-in movie in my entire life. Really? Isn't that weird? Drive-through? No, drive-in movie. Do you have any near you? Yeah, you just drive in. I I must.
0: <laughs> I was. This is my new voice. Do you like it? <laughs> well, um, because this one was in Los Angeles. Tom. I know, like I the live Qu- in Los you could have gone to Quibi Central.
3: I have, I yeah, I don't know. I guess I'll put that on a list somewhere. I just Would kind you? of assume I won't like it because, like, the, you know, it'll be too I, yeah. far away and the sound won't be as good, and I don't know.
0: Let me tell you, I actually we were at the drive through and you'll find this point. I found myself so enamored by the whole experience, the sound, the way the the screen sort of glows into the night sky, hmm. that it immediately feels like uh, it, you are actually at a, 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 a um, Spielberg movie uh, or better yet. It feels like the drive in sequence in twister
2: oh, right that's that's terrible
0: right? it's terrible but it does that the whole time you're watching Jurassic Park and i am expecting you're the, just screen the tree to be blown away <laughs> always check the tree you line. Arrive, so I, I actually have yourself this yourself to a pipe uh, totally. the so I, stand. I actually have, I took a bunch of footage of myself, like walking behind the car, like doing this tracking shot behind <laughs> the cars with the screen in the distance, just because I want that like slow-mo. Yeah. <laughs> across the, I, it, it was a really, really fun experience. And so I am all in on drive-in movies, not drive through movies, which would be, I guess, really short format. <laughs> uh,
3: <laughs> if you try to watch something on a red box.
0: <laughs> Outside of a Kroger, They're all, really work, but... they're all three minutes long. Yeah. Uh, last little Quibby note for those who are looking forward to something new on Quibby. Uh, Ryan Reynolds and Samuel L. Jackson are in for an animated series called Fatha Mucka on <laughs> Quibi in which, yes. in which for some strange reason, Samuel Jackson's character uh, has to become the caregiver for Ryan Reynolds' character. And Chaos Ensues. Again, it is an animated show Got on it. Quibi. Those are some big, straight up big names for yeah. a, Quibi, a Quibi cartoon, a Quitune. Yeah. So we'll see. Welcome to our Quibi future.
2: <laughs> you know, I could totally see a, there being a whole gimmick with like Quibi screens that are, you know, long, tall. You know what I mean? I mean, mm-hmm. all the movie gimmicks over the oh. years that there have been, I'm, I w- will not be surprised if and when that becomes a gimmick.
0: Ray, you just did it. You just won the show. Because now, all I want to see is a 16 by 9 giant drive-in movie screen <laughs> That actually swivels depending <laughs> on the content. So you may go to the movie mm. and it swivels, so it's now tall, and you have to look like three and a half stories up, higher than you normally would. That would be or amazing. You made, you made it,
3: it even
2: more dangerous for a twister. Yeah. Right? <laughs> you made it taller. What are you doing? Or what if you had a screen that was cylindrical, and you could like sit all around the screen, and it moved Man, around the covered cylinder? Covered broken glass. <laughs> You're <laughs> going to kill everyone. <laughs> You guys hear that there's a new biopic coming out about John Belushi. Oh, really? Yeah.
0: Uh,
3: no,
2: I did John not. John Belushi the first is one a hero super mine. Really? You
0: have the Funko. I, you have a Belushi Funko? I do. I,
2: I actually have two. I have one of him in the college sweater and one of him in the toga.
0: Thanks for spreading the wealth, Ray. Seems like you're kind of hoarding. <laughs>
2: Apparently, they're coming out with this uh, John Belushi biopic, and it's something that's apparently been in the works for a little while, and I didn't even know about it. And, it's, and the reason that I heard about it was because they just announced that Adam Pally or Polly, I've never even heard oh, of him. Oh, Adam Pally? Pally? I love Adam, What's Adam Pally. Yeah. What's he been we'll in? Because him. I'm not even familiar with him. Happy oh. Endings is one of his biggest things. Okay.
0: Which was such a great show. It was heartbreaking yeah. when that ended. It's a great show.
2: Oh. So apparently, he's now in the running to play oh. Belushi.
3: That could be interesting. I think he would crush it. Yeah. He's really funny.
0: He's so funny. And I think he could really channel the oddball nature of like his damage, right. Belushi's damage.
3: Okay. He was also in the Mindy Project. Did you ever watch that, mm-hmm. Ray? No. Ray. I'm a
2: loser. I'm sorry.
3: <laughs> <laughs> uh, he could be interesting. I'm surprised that they're yeah. doing wasn't Wired sort of legendarily hated the original or the older. Um,
2: right. Uh, with Jim Michael Ch- with Michael. Chiklis. Uh, oh, was that who it was? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that was uh, Michael Weird. Chiklis.
3: Yeah, right. Uh, I thought that I thought people were really
2: against that. Well, um, uh, but maybe I'm yeah. making things up. Well, there was actually a lot of backlash concerning that movie, but um, this one I think is going is at least at the moment slightly. I don't want to say better received because it's not even out yet, but it's um, not being as frowned upon yet because Dan Aykroyd is one of the executive producers. Oh wow! Okay, that's a big difference. So, I mean, Dan Aykroyd and Belushi in real life were like joined at the hip. So, I'm just that kind of concerns me just a little bit, to be perfectly honest, because it makes me think that it's going to be overly positively biased. Not that i not that I want to slam John Belushi, but you know,
3: yeah, no, but I mean that's sort of the way it seems to go now. With uh, Bohemian Rhapsody, with Elton John's movie, like all the biopics these days seem to be sort of shepherded by the actual people. And so they just, they like in Elton John's movie, what was that called? Rocket Man. High high Stepper? Rocket Man. (laughs) High Stepper? (laughs) Stepper?
1: What (laughs) is that? (laughs) What?
3: (laughs) Why was that my go-to? High Stepper? (laughs) Weird. No, with Rocket Man, I like that he's like, he, the character of three different times goes, I'm the worst person in the world. And he's totally not. <laughs> <laughs> he's kind of weirdly beloved by everyone and everyone's just mean to him all the time. Um, uh. So, yeah, but uh, I like that there are the people that were in his life getting behind it, though, because then there might be actual more access to certain things. Right. Like his family would maybe be on board. So that's
2: interesting. I'll totally see that. I'm a big Adam Pally fan. And I think this is going to be, uh, ba- I don't have any basis for this, but just judging from the title of the movie, which is simply Belushi, I would think mm. that they would base it a lot off of the biography that's out entitled Belushi. and. I have that book. It's really, really interesting. It's not like a traditional biography. It's actually snippets of interviews with all the people that he knew. uh, And they're telling stories and they're all arranged chronologically. Have you read, um, speaking of, have you read High Stepper? (laughs) 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 The autobiography of no one. (laughs) That's on my list, Tommy. I was going to start reading that after the show.
0: It is blank.
2: <laughs> uh hey uh yeah,
0: go ahead, Tom. no, go ahead, I was gonna pivot no, you no, i want I want you to pivot, okay, that uh,
3: I wanted to because I am still fascinated by everything going on with this movie, the New Mutants. I was going to
0: pivot there, too. Were you? Because I <gasps> I have no interest uh. in
3: superheroes except Batman. Uh, but then when JJ made me uh, <laughs> watch this trailer 900 years ago, I was like, nice, because it looked spooky and it looked like a different way to do things. And I was so excited. And again, that was 900 years ago. It's finally now maybe coming out, which I do not believe. And I read an article recently about how... Uh, now, movie reviewers are boycotting it. They're not going to go because uh, Disney, in all of, Disney, yes, in all of their genius, aren't allowing any private screenings or secret links or anything. They're saying you just have to go to an unsafe movie theater and go see it. Uh, And movie theaters are, you know, very infamously right now still at the top of the red line of what doctors are saying is not advisable. Sitting in a room with other people for a long period of time indoors, it's really checking all the boxes that you don't want checked. So... I just feel like this movie just keeps, it's so dub thumper, it just keeps getting knocked down, and it gets back up again, and they're like, yeah, but well, you, you can see it, but no sound, and you're like, what? So we're going to show it backwards, I don't know why this movie is so, I just feel so bad for the director, maybe it's just terrible. I mean, that's also a huge possibility, because it's been pushed so much, and with the change over to Disney, I my guess is that they just watched it and weren't that excited about it. And so they're just Which, sort of hedging yeah. it, but um, well, the question—I mean, excited. would
0: you? This is this is the this is the uh, weekly COVID check-in. Are you are, are you any more tempted at this point to go to uh, uh, sit in a movie theater right now?
3: Hugely, no. I guess I'm not. I hugely tempted, but I'm not going to. I'm actually. So I guess I don't know if that's like. I, I guess that's not temptation. That's just that's right. let's lo- longing. Good.
0: Right, right, but but no, I'm still
3: not even getting a haircut. Like I'm not doing anything indoors. I know.
0: I think we we have fully established that there (laughs) is a party going on in the back right now. Yes, and my hair is getting curly, so it's
3: getting socially distanced from my own head. Ray,
0: (laughs) Ray, uh, what do you uh, what do you where where do you stand on the whole theater? Well, I'm
2: actually planning on going to really, (gasps)
0: Ray. Uh, I'm, I'm
2: biting the bullet, man.
0: Are you get? Is it Tenet? Is that what's bringing you? No, out? I'm
2: gonna go see New Mutants. <laughs> the
0: Empire Strikes Back. New Mutants is what it's gonna do. Well, okay, uh, that, that's what we were just talking at about. At least, at least, at least I know your price. All right. Well,
2: I'm going for that, and I want to see Inception again on the big screen.
0: Well, that's a uh, uh, you're the uh, you're the first like real person that I've talked to who yeah. has outed themselves as excited to go sit in the darkened death well, trap. Congratulations! Well, I'm gonna
2: play it like this. I'm gonna. <laughs> So I'm actually going to do it today. I'm going to drive over to the movie theater and I'm going to. Good start. S- I'm going to sit there <laughs> and I'm going to.
0: You mean like outside. Right.
2: And I'm going to sit there and I'm going oh. to weigh the pros and cons. I'm going to ask myself, you know, have I done everything in my life that I think I need to have done by this point? <laughs> Oh my goodness. <laughs> and this as, is a vision quest. As long as I'm fairly okay with the answer, I may go in and watch a movie. Wow. What is your level of anxiety right now? If any. Uh, I'm like fifty fifty. Okay. So this wow. is really the
3: scales. This is exciting. Big, right? I, got nothing, I got
2: nothing else to do. What safety, what safe, you could just go
3: straight to the hospital. Well, you know. What, uh, what is, what safety things are you going you could really skip a step and just go, uh, what are you, what safety things are you going to do? Just like super mask, super social distance. So there's a, no, there's
2: actually a movie that was covered on the next reel on the main show uh, a couple mm-hmm. of years ago uh, called the crazies. And I'm going to dress up in one of those full body suits with the gas mask. And I'm going right. oh, to I'm do gonna it. carry an Uzi and uh...
0: all in, Ray. That's it. Uh, well played.
3: Well, I, just I, already I can't your, wait to hear what you walk in with a bunch of empty IV bags attached to you. <laughs> right. So they can just put in whatever they need to save time. <laughs>
0: Everybody get get your pick lines ready, everybody. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Yes, line them up. Good luck, buddy. Uh, I hope we're not taking this yeah. too
3: lightly. I don't know. I assume that it's okay to laugh at this kind of stuff. But you're, you are braver than me. And that is probably what it's going to take is yeah. enough people that I know going and being like they're really taking it very seriously and it's safe and you're not near anybody. But it's still I'm just not there yet for a while.
2: Yeah. In all honesty, if I think there's too many people there, I'm not going to go in sure that's great yeah i like the
3: idea of being uh on the fancy about it when you're there Mm
2: -hmm.
3: sitting
0: in your corner uh well i can't wait to hear what you think so whatever you think you got to report back because i want to know if i should see this movie yes or so um i'm pretty excited about it still excited i'm like you tom i mean i'm i have been jazzed since trailer like teaser trailer one yeah i'll tell you though the thing that 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 pushed me although i am still not close to wanting to go to the theater i did feel the tension when i watched a, a warner released a like a six minute behind the scenes uh for Tenant, and mm. um it it is it's really focused on the athletic prowess of uh john david washington oh. who is amazing <laughs> Um, And yeah, I know nothing about his his history, but watch this thing. And, you know, it's it's one of those movies where the actor happens to have a certain physical prowess and he's able to do things that, uh, that that a lot of actors aren't. And in this case, you know, Christopher Nolan beat him. Ah, in this movie, (laughs) tying him, throwing him up the sides of buildings, like just crazy stuff. And he did it. Apparently he did it all because that's the kind of, you know, that's the kind of commitment to these kinds of movies that that they make. But it's it's old school, big, big, big uh, movie. I'm very excited to see it. And this this teaser definitely pulled those strings. You know, what?
2: one of my favorite things about a Nolan release is. Every Mm. time there's a Nolan movie coming out before it hits theaters, there's always an article that comes out saying, insert movie title name here, contains only this many visual effects shots. And it's an incredibly low number. And Tenet is the lowest Mm. one that he has done so far, containing only 280 visual effects shots. That's low. Well,
0: and it's low especially because the uh, i think the what they're sort of cataloging those as is like cleanup stuff oh
2: okay um
0: when you look at the onset like they're in production um you know shutting down you know 8 kilometers of highway to do these like highway things okay. there are no green screen Right. anywhere there's no green screen anywhere in these behind the scenes wow. it's amazing well, for
2: comparison your typical sci-fi action movie has more than a thousand visual oh. effects shots so okay point made
0: yeah so this it it ought to be good i can't wait to see it on my home
2: tv i thought you're gonna say on your <laughs> quibi
0: right i can watch a christopher I can't wait nolan movie in 10 minute minutes. sequence yeah <laughs> <laughs> Uh let's see do we have anything else we need to talk about that uh, we could do this all day?
2: Let's say we go to trailers.
0: Let's do it. I'm last. <laughs> go for it.
2: All right. All right, Ray. So my trailer this week I am so excited for like I, I, you cannot measure my level of excitement <laughs> and I know that Tommy you couldn't care less about superhero movies. <laughs> No, but I like this guy. This guy is my guy because he's not a superhero. All right. Well, there you go. My trailer... He's just a rich, depressive. <laughs> <laughs> At Fandome, DC Fandome, they released a brand new trailer for The Batman, which is still in production. Mm. And I am, let me tell you something. I'm not the biggest DC movie fan. I have not really cared for a DC movie since 2008, whenever The Dark Knight came out. Mm. And that movie I was incredibly pumped for this one i'm I'm incredibly pumped for. this movie, if you saw the trailer, looks a lot to me like the graphic novel Batman the Long Halloween. I don't know if either of you have read I, it no i, I have yes, Are you really. I like Batman.
3: I'm not a superhero guy, but Batman is famously kind of not a superhero and that's why I like him. He's just a
2: depressive detective. Ooh, (laughs) depressive detective. That's fun to say. (sighs) Yeah. Uh, That's going to be the name of the next Batman Batman movie. (laughs)
1: depressive detective.
2: If you are justice, please do not lie. What is the Price for your blind eye. The
1: hell are you supposed
3: to
0: be? I'm vengeance.
2: So, anyway, uh, this movie, the trailer has been compared a lot to Seven. Uh, David Fincher's Seven. Yeah. Uh, oh, it has like, that's interesting. Uh, yeah, very similar tone and feel to it. Huh. But um, I'm really excited for it. There's so many wonderful, uh, familiar faces in it. Of course, uh, most famously, perhaps notoriously, you have Robert Pattinson in the title role, playing Batman, who looks great, I know, right? Yep. Frankly. Yeah. And the, I think the suit looks cool. The Batmobile looks pretty sweet. And then you can't tell me that that last little bit there where they're like, who are you? And he's like, I'm Vengeance. And like, that, that, yeah. th- I almost peed myself, you know? <laughs> I got <laughs> nervous for a
3: second, though. I love the trailer too, but I was afraid because I, he, he's supposed to say, I'm Batman. <laughs> That's the line. <laughs> and I was afraid he's like, I'm Vincent. Wait. And then he has to like just keep hitting the
2: guy or something.
3: But yes, Vengeance is very cool.
2: So you have Robert Pattinson, uh, Zoe Kravitz as Selina Kyle or Catwoman. Um, I don't know if you guys noticed this, but there was a a chubby guy with black hair standing in the rain and you see him for a split second. That was the penguin. And that was a makeup laden Colin Farrell. It was not. Yes, it was. It's been confirmed. Oh that doesn't look anything like him at all. That's incredible. I know, right? Wow. So, uh, wow. Yeah. And then um, I think it, at least from the trailer, it seems like the main villain of the movie might be the Riddler, who is being played by Paul Dano. Mm-hmm. Oh, I like Paul Dano. Oh, yeah. That's great.
0: Yeah, that's a great casting choice.
2: Cool. I'm very excited. Right. Um, As far as release date, it looks like it's expected to be coming out in October of 2021. So,
0: all right. That's a long time from now.
2: But it's a nice little teaser that they gave us.
0: Yeah, it was a good teaser. That also means we have now some runway of more teasers, more teasers of this. I am looking forward to this a lot. Uh, And, you know, it's like it, it is the DC superhero that corners the market on just being mean because. All the writers in the DC universe are now, they just want their characters to punch things and be really mean. But Batman's the only one who gets it. He's right. allowed to be that character. Superman's breaking necks now. No, that's Batman gets to break necks. <laughs> right. Superman doesn't get to break necks. I still feel pretty strongly about that. He's the I'm not detective. in favor of, there you go, man. of what has. <laughs> yes. Did you guys read, detective.
3: speaking of graphic novels, did you read Batman Rich Jerk? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Tommy, what's your trailer? My trailer is something that I didn't really know what Shudder was. This is something that is on Shudder right now. And I actually, I heard such good things about it that I got a seven-day free trial for Shudder <laughs> just for this, and then immediately canceled Shudder. But I thought this was great. This is a movie called A Host, and a lot like the Unfriended series or the movie Searching, this entire movie takes place on computer on a computer screen. And the whole thing is set up, you are joining a, oh, it's called Host. Did I already say that? It's called Host, and it's by Mm -hmm. director Rob Savage. And it's a number of uh, women get together on a Zoom call. It's actually Zoom, so it's extremely familiar. And they're all joining together on Zoom as just a fun way to do a seance, with someone, and they invite the wrong ghost in, and stuff gets crazy, <laughs> and I had heard it was great, I'm a huge fan of The Unfriended, especially the first one, so I wanted to give it a try, um, and I thought it was brutally effective it is really scary and it also knows what it is because <laughs> this is why it's important to get the free trial it is 56 minutes long some would say this is not really a film even though they're treating well, it as might. such yeah uh but as if you want to see a really long short or a movie novella um i thought it was really scary it's one of those like in the paranormal activities where you are just riveted to the screen looking for anything moving and it's got jump scares it's got really creepy scares the acting i thought was phenomenal i really enjoyed it and it takes place during covid because that's why they're doing a zoom call and at one point like they start they put on masks for something like it's it's incredibly well timed it uses the zoom technology in a really smart way i was floored i really loved it so if you
2: want to go through the Seven day trial thing. Uh, I think it's worth it. And it's got the demon footprints and wow. the flower trick from paranormal activity. It does. And uh yeah, and Invisible Man. So um uh it's it's
3: really a lot of fun. And I would That's awesome. I would treat it like a horror movie, like all lights off and stuff, or better yet, maybe it didn't occur to me till just now. Maybe I should have gotten it and watched it on my computer screen. <laughs> with with earphones, that never even occurred to me. But that could have been another level of saturation.
0: I would love to watch it with you on Zoom, right? In grid mode, so it's just you and the movie in another little grid. Right. Yeah, As small. How small can you get it? Like that would be the way to do this movie. I think. Let's watch uh, it. Now.
3: It's like it's five quibbies, so <laughs> it's only five quibbies long. <laughs>
0: Hi, guys. Hey,
1: care! <laughs> Caroline! Hi, Teddy! Let's
3: <laughs> do <laughs> <laughs> a shot, after us. to <laughs> ask. Okay,
1: everyone, get
2: in. Three, two, one... Have you ever done anything like this
0: before? I've never done this over Zoom. Obviously, we're not physically together, but there's no reason why Spirit can't communicate over the internet. Nothing's gonna happen. Visualize us sitting in a circle. Spirit, we invite you to use us to pass on any communication. Is there anyone there? Please come forward. What was that? Amy, was that you? I heard it. No, I heard something. I think there's something here. Do you
3: see that? Oh. Emma. It's That's called awesome. Host on Shudder. The end. Nice. Eat. Pete?
0: All right, I have a movie, and I back in 2017, a movie came out. This was when I uh, was just uh, really getting excited about watching horror movies, and I watched this movie, and I had a really, really good time. It was called The Babysitter. It is <laughs> weirdly directed by Mick G, <laughs> oh. uh, written by Brian Duffield. It was a Netflix flick, and it was all about a um, the a, a young man whose parents hired their regular old babysitter, and after they think after the babysitter thinks that the young man has gone to bed, Uh, she brings over her blood cult friends, (laughs) and they have a ceremony in his house and try to kill him. And so that brings us to today, the babysitter killer queen, where it turns out all of the blood cult who died in the original movie, already a sequel, don't worry about it. They give it away in the trailer. Right. Uh, they all show up, and they're, they're dead now. They're now, like, supernatural, and they come back to haunt him and <laughs> kill him again. And I had such a great time with the original film that uh, I'm very excited to see that they brought everybody back, and uh, it's directed again by McGee and uh, written this time by Dan Lagana, who has not done uh, a, a lot of um, uh, feature film work, mm. uh, but he has done... Um, he's a producer on a bunch of tv stuff um and uh i you know american vandal um zach stone's gonna be famous deadbeat uh untitled joe exotic project so that's good he's behind that (laughs) anyway uh i i really had a good time with this robbie amell is in it and robbie amell is is uh it used to be I think you could say Robbie Amell is famously the cousin of Stephen Amell, the straight-up legitimate superhero who plays the DC superhero Arrow uh, in the Arrowverse, Mm. who is... uh, Undisputed physical specimen Okay. Well, so is Robbie Amell Now, I think he is more famously known For his Amazon show Upload
2: Oh, is he the lead? He's very handsome He's the
0: lead in, oh, he's very handsome, very striking And uh, he's the lead in Upload Which is the sort of spiritual cousin For many, many reasons of The Good Place Right Um, We made it through all of Upload And it was quite good, he was quite good in it I'm just stoked to see uh, this movie Growing up is worse than a near-death experience. I can confidently tell you that. Because two years ago, my babysitter and her friends tried to kill me. The worst part is nobody believes me. And now everybody
3: thinks I'm crazy, but I miss her. You a weird little dude with a crush on a murderous, fictitious babysitter. We just gotta get you laid. That's your advice? That's what the just came out of my mouth, ain't
0: You're my best friend. You're not crazy. It's this place. We're all going to the lake this weekend. Just come with me. me. I already took my dad's car. It's just
2: you and me.
3: Word.
1: You okay? You look like you've seen a gorgeous black
3: ghost. Ah! Don't worry, guys. I'm good. Where's Sonya?
2: Getting cookies. I want you all die!
1: We are dead. Duh!
2: Clearly you guys are into some heavy cosplay. Just leave it be.
3: I thought the trailer was a lot of fun, and this, the original babysitter, I am uh, embarrassed to admit, has been in my queue for... I think since I saw the New Mutants trailer, it's been there for so long (laughs) and I've just never gotten around to it. And I don't know why, but this lets me, this gives me an extra thing, an extra
2: push. Ray, it seems like you're a fan. Same here. No, no, no. Oh. the, The babies, like, you know how whenever you get on Netflix and as soon as you log in, it automatically plays a trailer for something? Sure. Yeah. For a long time, it always did the babysitter for me. And I'm like, okay, this looks kind of fun. I'll put it on my watch list and then never got around to it like everything else that winds up on the watch list. So uh, that's where I stand with that. But I do want to watch it. And this one, like you said, looks like a lot of fun. You know, what's really embarrassing. My exposure to Robbie Amell is from The X-Files. Oh. oh. Who is he in the X-Files? Uh, he plays a recurring character every once in a couple episodes. Okay. No kidding.
0: Oh no, he's good. We like him. So. And if he's more reason to watch the X Files X-Files, so be it. Um, anyway, uh, uh Judah Lewis is back. Uh Robbie Mel, Hannah Mae Lee from Pitch Perfect. She's the percussionist in Pitch Perfect. She's fantastic. Bella Thorne uh, is back. Leslie Bibb is back as the mom. Uh, Ken Marino is dad. I mean, they're all faces that you know uh, and you can see them all on September 10th your, uh, in your local Netflix time zone. Nice. Hooray! There you go. We're done with the trailers now and we're in the <laughs> open forum of oh. Embar- Embarrassing Pete with Trivia. Whose idea was this? What oh, are we doing the now? movie game? That was my idea. Yeah. Oh, okay. Then you get to run it, okay. big shot. <laughs>
3: <laughs> uh, most people are probably... Well, there's probably a lot of games called the movie game. The one that I always grew up with and played countless times in college, especially on Stir Fry Night, which was a real bummer, um, was... Uh, one of us will start with, uh, a, let's just do a title. you will start a title of any movie you want. And then we go around in a circle. The next person has to name an actor that is in that movie. Then the next person has to name a different movie title that that actress is in. And then on and on and on and on until you get stumped. You can also, if it gets to the end and you can't think of another person. Oh, do you guys want to do challenge rules?
0: I don't even know what any of that means. Uh,
3: Everything I've said so far? Well, I mean, I can't listen. Challenge is you have to be able to name, answer the question that you were serving up. So, for instance, if I said, Pete, if you said Tom Cruise and I said Top Gun, I have to be named another person, even though it's Ray's turn. I have to be able to name another person that's not Tom Cruise in Top Gun because Ray can always challenge me and I have to be able to take that person's uh, answer. That's just uh, an extra little oh, You've
0: just made it even more terrifying. <laughs> me.
3: So you can also so you have to kind of know your stuff or you can always bluff uh but yeah
0: excellent yeah well i'd like to play the role of the bluffer well here we go there's a real strike already
3: against you not sure if you know the word bluff (laughs) so i thought we'd give it a try and ray because you were first in the trailer thing do you want to start us
2: off with any
3: movie in the
2: world oh my okay
3: and it'll go then it'll go to pete
0: me ray pete me
2: ah God. All right. Well, okay. um, let's do this is really random, but 99's the mummy. And, and it, 99's the mummy. And it has to get was, past one person. <laughs>
0: it may it may not. Uh that was with uh what's his name? Handsome uh he was the cro Magnon man in the other thing, and the lovely and talented um Don't keep giving you Rachel Weiss, <laughs> Rachel, Weiss. Rachel Weiss, Rachel Weiss. That's the right one, right? Yeah. Brandon Frazier was the other person. Yes. <laughs> Handsome Cro Magnon, you know. This is going to be great.
3: Wait a minute. This is literally a nightmare. Which one is Rachel Weiss? <laughs> <laughs> I'm so good at this game, and I'm having, I never saw the mummy, and I am having trouble remembering who Rachel Weiss is. <laughs>
0: Oh, I. So, are you challenging me? Not yet.
3: Not yet, Rachel.
2: I, Ray, I know do not I, say anything, I know Ray. I, I, know I know what you're
0: doing. Who
3: this is? The English patient. Is that the, right? Is she in the English I, patient?
0: I don't think so. I don't. God. I don't think either. I think you just lost in your game. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Oh no! So right, now, so now if, I'm out. does that mean it, I'm out? And now it can either—it's um, just me and Ray now bouncing now back and, and forth with Rachel Weisz stuff. Well, no, no, I think normally it would start over. <laughs> so because you gave me that, you won that round, Pete. So you start with any, really, any actor or any title, and I'm just legit out. And I think we might have to play another round, <laughs> but we'll see. <laughs> Because that is ridiculous, and I'm immediately looking up Rachel.
0: Weisz. I'm gonna, you know what? I'm gonna stick with Rachel Weiss for Ray, and I'm gonna say uh, about a boy.
2: About a boy. Okay. Uh, I haven't seen it, but I've, I'm familiar, slightly familiar. Really? Yeah. Wait, I come oh God, out. Rachel. I come up with a
3: person. Okay. yes, yes. you come up a, with a person. another person in about a boy that's not rachel weiss who is in i'm looking right now nine hundred thousand movies that i've seen <laughs> <laughs> okay well that is horrible go ahead right
2: that's, uh that's not with steve carell is it it is not okay then i i i'm done
0: wow, did i just Pete? win two I hate these kinds of games. You guys are terrible yes. at this. Nice. <laughs> wow. Okay. I I will. Uh, I'm gonna. Uh, I'll stick with. Uh, so we're gonna play again. Oh, we right? are. Okay. Does that mean I get to go first?
3: Yes, you get to. Yes, it's ridiculous.
0: <laughs> okay, because I can't get off Rachel Weiss properties. Yeah. I will stick with about a boy, and I will instead give you Tommy. Yep. Hugh. Grant.
3: Pass. No, just kidding. I know who Hugh Grant is. I will say um, (laughs) the movie that everybody's in is the Christmas movie called
0: (laughs) Are you looking at your bookshelf right now? I don't
3: own it. I'm just looking at my books because I know I don't own this movie. Um, If I can't think of it in three seconds, I'll pivot. Uh, I'll pivot. Four Weddings and a Funeral.
2: Love Actually. That's that's what you were thinking. Love Actually. That's it.
0: Love Actually. Right. Four Weddings and a Funeral, classic. So it's my turn.
2: Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, you know what? Why couldn't you have remembered Love Actually? Because I haven't seen Four Weddings and a Funeral, Tommy.
0: <laughs> oh, oh!
3: You haven't?
2: What? Even I've seen that. You're a filmmaker. <laughs> uh, so you can guess or you can challenge. All right. Well, Four Weddings and a Funeral... You you know who was in that was that uh, that one guy. Uh, girl. That, and that one girl. Um, <laughs> we are all on a movie podcast. <laughs> this I is know, insane. Right? <laughs> all right, you know what? I'm out. I want to see you two duke it out. I, I can't Challenge think of anything. Again. Challenge you, Tommy. I believe Andy McDowell.
0: That'd be the one. Okay. So now, does it go to me? Yes, with Andy and you, McDowell.
3: Uh, you can, or no, I restart it.
0: No, no, no. Can we please of stay course. with Andy McDowell? With Andy
3: McDowell, go for it.
0: Hudson Hawk. Huh, you <laughs> would. Huh? Danny Iello. Danny Iello. Uh, he was in. Uh... Oh, do the right thing. Do the right thing.
3: Nice. Um, John Taturo. Little Johnny T.
0: I mean I do I do love me some John turturro but mm-hmm. um right, I do, right? Uh oh, brother, where art thou?
3: <laughs> I thought you were that was a part of your process.
0: <laughs> right but,
2: uh, John
0: Goodman it was he has actually been in a couple of things with turturro right? they've been in things together um oh like my fairy favorite barton fink correct um god this is a harder one
3: uh what's his name what's his name monk what's his name well i can't remember so i'll pivot What is it? I already forgot what I'm doing. (laughs) Oh, Barton Barton Fink. Fink. Uh, mm, 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 mm. (laughs) I really have to remember his name. Okay,
0: here we go. Are you talking about Monk? Yep. Okay, We we can do this as long as you want. I'll cut it. I'll cut all the dead air. Okay, thank you. We'll just be here until tonight. It's fine.
3: I can only think of the name Danny I Because <laughs> I think that's the first time I've said that name out loud in a decade. Um, I can't
0: believe that is a weird pull, uh, given Bruce Willis was the other choice. I
3: know. Well, because I wanted to make it more difficult, and then I messed up myself.
0: You just happened to pick movies that we did a series on, and so we've been oh, talking about the relationships right. of all those movies. So,
3: um, The Marvelous Miss Maisel, starring and
0: tony yes keep keep going tony Shaloub. yes yes uh, it, it tony is Shalhoub. daddy uh tony Shaloub has been in a lot of wonderful things and you'd think that given the 23 minutes that you have been trying to think of his name <laughs> that i would have done a better job oh uh, okay, uh, how about Marvel's Mrs. Maisel? It has to be a film. It does? We're playing
3: a movie game, remember?
0: Oh, all right. He said He creepily. was in the brilliant... Galaxy Quest. Ah! Ooh. Justin Long. Oh, those fantastic Mac versus PC commercials. But I know, I get it. I get it. Uh, Justin Long has been in some other really great things, like that one Die Hard movie, which has a number, doesn't have a number. It was patriotic. (laughs) Live free or die hard. Correct. Um, It's all an effort to get you to say one name. (laughs) And you're not going to say it. <laughs> Brucie,
3: I'm trying not to. You're out of spite. <laughs> I want to say, what's his name? Oh, man, I've gotten really poor at this game. Because uh, I'm usually, if I can think of the role, then I can immediately think of the actor's name, and I am not doing mm-hmm. good. Well, at least you're not out. Um, <laughs> Justified, starring... Yes! Timothy uh, Oliphant. Timothy Oliphant.
0: Yes! The so Hitman. I,
3: I have to say it out loud, so I have to pick a TV thing, because then it goes together. Yeah. That's how I got Tony Shalhoub, too. Okay.
0: Uh, and so I, th- I You're did Timmy the... you Yeah, and so I did the... Wasn't it just called Hitman?
3: Oh, the video game movie? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: That's the, oh, no. I know
0: he's been in a lot of incredible <laughs> things, but the only one I have is Hitman. And uh, I... Mm. It's going to be real ugly if I get challenged. I don't want to open the door to I that too that early. I saw that movie
3: but... and I don't remember a single thing, so I've got a challenge. Mm. Is it Rachel Wise?
0: <laughs> wow, why would I have said that? <laughs> That's so
2: surprising. you pulled a me
0: so fast <laughs> that I can't. I'm trying to think of the because we just there's another movie that we just talked about. Uh, Most okay, I'm just going to say it out loud got a major movie crush on the uh female lead in this movie when i first saw hitman and oh she's been in a bunch of other things and she has a russian name and she was so i have to name her i can't name the other movies that she's been in correct that would be s- s- skipping a step what are you sure that's not okay <laughs> like are you should you check the rules <laughs> Because I could name like four movies that she's been in right now. Um, Sorry, Pete. Olga. Olga, Olga. Blumenko.
3: What? Mm-hmm. Olga Blumenko? You can just make up names, I guess. <laughs> Olga Blumenko. What are you talking about? That's not uh, a thing. Out loud. Her name is Russian <sighs> Borscht Olga. <laughs> Kremlin. Can't. Uh.
0: Kremlin. I am out. All right. I cannot believe I got on a challenge with, in another universe, I'm married to her. That's too bad.
3: Hitman. What is the answer, Ray? Will you look it up? Uh, Hitman, female lead? What were you doing this whole time, Ray? Come on. Sorry, I was enamored with the game. (laughs) I need to play this game more. I am very, very rusty. I guess I haven't played it in forever.
0: Olga Kurl. I should have said Doug Ray Scott, Olga but it's Kur- Olga Kurlenko. Kurlenko, And she was in Quantum Quantum of Solace and Oblivion. Oh, and, uh, I know her. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well,
3: I'm the great big winner, guys. Not really. I won once and I lost horribly. So all
0: right. <laughs> the end. We did all right. Once we got into the, uh, into the, the, um, you know the Totoro, right? Uh, univ- cinematic universe that was all right. Yeah, we did all right there. Should not have said Hitman. <laughs> <laughs> it was a very t- surprising choice. <laughs> what else should I have chosen of Timothy Oliphant? Like uh, go. Well, you know what's funny? I could have said The Crazies. Right. Yep. The 2010. It was uh, remake. I love uh, that Could have said uh, he go. He was uh, recently go. in Once Upon the a girl Time in next Hollywood.
2: Oh Once Upon a Time God. in Hollywood.
0: Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Absolutely. The Girl Next Door, fantastic. He was great. Uh, there were way too many other wonderful Timothy Oliphant movies. Ugh. Stupid. Good talk. Shall we do the list? Hey, you have one and a half minutes. We have 90 seconds. Okay. Go. To do it all. Uh, The list that we are talking the movie that we're talking about is Cries and Whispers. Mm. It's a Bergman film. Have either of you seen Cries and Whispers? Is that Battleship Potemkin?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, right. Bergman and I don't get along, so...
0: No, he has a rough time socializing with others, is the truth, (laughs) if you've seen this movie. Uh, The the notable thing about this movie, it's a movie about four women uh, who are in um, a rustic house. One of them is dying of cancer, one's a nursemaid, and two other uh, siblings, and they're just—a lot of things come out, they— uh, it, it's they mutilate uh genitals they uh, oh. die of cancer they uh it's just not uh it wears its uh its colors on its sleeve and that color is red uh this is one of those movies that bergman made that is just saturated in red the walls are red the fabric is red the floors are red everything is red except for the clothes which are black or white that these women wear Mm. so it is an opinionated movie about color and that is why last week the team chose saturated what's the word saturated production uh, design design. and that is where we begin today i believe because the batman came first that ray it is your turn to start oh
2: funny you should mention batman (laughs) Oh, (laughs) because my first pick is the most beloved Batman movie that ever lived 1997's Batman and Robin. Which, oh, is just if I did this correctly, and there's a very good chance I didn't, (laughs) because I had a hard time thinking, what is a saturated production design? Uh, Batman and Robin, the production design for this is over the top and it is very much saturated in blues and greens for its villains, Mr. Freeze and Poison Ivy. And it can be, I I wouldn't say it's oversaturated, but it does start to get to the point where your eyes are starting to feel assaulted. <laughs> okay. <laughs>
0: Is it, is it really
2: the colors that are assaulting you hey, at that point, though, right? I will really? defend this movie with my dying <laughs> breath. I am like the I was one just, person I was ever trolling. that will, but, you know.
0: <laughs> well played. All right. Batman and Robin is on the board. Tommy, what do you got?
3: One way to look at saturation is, could I just sort of say where color is extremely important, a certain color is really important, or does the whole movie have to be? Because I would like to say The Sixth Sense, because it is sort of for the opposite of what Ray did. It is devoid of this color, except when danger is around. Red. Yeah. Red represents the door that he goes into for the school. Uh, red introduces the doorknob that what's his name? Can't go through the balloon that goes up to the attic where the dead girl's probably hiding in a tent or something. I don't remember. But red is used explicitly to show fear, to show horror. And so that's the really the importance of color coming through. Does that count as saturation? I, don't know.
0: I think it could count as saturation. All right. Rachel Weiss. Yep. Uh, Okay, so I will go, (laughs) Rachel.
3: I slipped out of there.
0: Uh, Oh, dear. All right. Well. I'm going to go with the film that, uh, as my first pick, a film that was released in uh, 2017 from a director who is notoriously opinionated about color. Uh, this is, that is Guillermo del Toro. Oh. Uh, it, the Shape of Water, I think, does something really interesting. Whatever oh. you think of the movie and fish sex and all Don't that. like it. The, the Shape of Water does some really interesting things, I think, with the way he uses color to make me feel. Mm. And that is... I feel like I am the swamp thing the whole time like <laughs> the, i it is all these deep greens Green and blues. muddy browns right. and yeah. blues right and the, the whole movie is like that and and it just um I, I i feel so at home in that universe because he never shocks us with any other colors right Right. he never shocks us with reds or or you know pinks or whites like it's all muck it is the color of muck that's really water that might be one of the reasons i
3: really disliked that movie
0: Yeah, no. It, it I felt is so in, unclean in, the entire time. It is unclean. It's an unclean... And it's the same... It's interesting because I'm picking this because I'm kind of a fan of the way this makes me feel. Yeah. We're talking about Bergman in Cries and Whispers. I did not like that experience because I think it is... And I, I think I called it uh, the unsubtle knife of color. Like, huh. Bergman has just said... Everything is is red, and red symbolizes everything. Right. So good luck, viewer. <laughs> like, there's just, like, there's no, no enjoyment of, uh, like, dealing with the symbology, because it symbolizes everything. This is kind of, Shape of Water is like a universal color of muck, yeah. and uh, I think it's, it's pretty powerful. The Shape of Water
3: looks like what it feels like to walk barefoot into a pond.
2: <laughs> is that too much of a riddle?
0: <laughs> I'll take it. All right, Ray, Ray, what do you got?
2: Movie that's in my top 10 on flick chart. And that is the 1959 Alfred Hitchcock movie or 1958 Alfred Hitchcock movie Vertigo with Mm. uh, Jimmy Stewart and Kim Novak, which makes excellent use of the color green uh, in many scenes in the movie showing how Jimmy Stewart is dealing with... Uh, the dizzying effects of his fear of falling. How he's dealing with uh love and loss. And I think the most striking shot in the movie for me is near the end when uh he's in the apartment with Kim Novak, and you see her silhouetted against a window with a n- green neon light outside, and it just looks otherworldly and beautiful. Mm. And yeah, whoa. Oh, very
0: green movie absolutely that is a great great pick it, it's uh it, it's on my backup
3: good choice i love
0: it yeah great choice
3: all right, Tommy. My number two, because I'm still being a real little stinker about red, is, um, and this is probably breaking all the rules of saturated production design, but I'm going to do it anyways. Kind of like how red was such a signal in the sixth sense, I picked a movie that has almost no color in it except for red, which is Pleasantville. And in this movie, the uh, once they go to the town of Pleasantville, uh, everything is in black and white, of course, until they go through some kind of a love or sexual awakening and then all of a sudden uh they start to see red in the world around them and as the town becomes more and more alive uh and realistic and less morally bound that uh more and more red and other ones come into so color again is explicitly important to the movie so i thought i'd try that
0: i like that pick a lot talk about i mean yeah i mean color isolation that one and sin city that yep. was another one that I was oh, that's uh, smart. I, I was You're right. lingering. I probably I hope I didn't spoil that. For anybody. I didn't pick it. So uh, that's a great pick. I'm going to I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lean in on Red 2 oh. uh, for my second pick and uh, choose a film that I did not want to see. I thought it was going to be way overblown and I refused to see it. And Andy actually made me go see this movie. <laughs> oh. uh, and I loved it. I hadn't been a fan of Baz Luhrmann, but I did love Moulin Rouge. You stealer of picks, you. Uh, I got to steal. I got to steal. Talk about a movie that just leverages reds and rich pinks and blues. Um, The film is just luxurious in velvet Mm. and uh, Mm. the colors of the Moulin Rouge. So I'll take it. You're
2: luxurious in velvet. Oh, I can't believe you stole my number one. Oh, Ray. Right. So since you stole my number one, you son of a gun, you. Um, I did. I'm going to go with the Grand Budapest Hotel. Oh, oh sure. Yeah. Wait, What's his name? Color Crazy. Wes Anderson. I just discovered this movie uh, a couple months ago, and I fell in love with it. I absolutely loved it, especially his use of blue and pink uh we're just uh, around the hotel the production design of the hotel as it was when he's imagining it when ray fines was the uh the man in charge i almost said Mater d <laughs> <laughs> but uh, like just his use of pink. Uh, like whenever, do you remember that scene where the the bellboy and uh, his girlfriend are amongst all those cake boxes, and it's just oh yeah, and just all that pink everywhere. And then there's a lot of pink and blue around, especially blue. I think around the hotel itself. Uh, just a very stunning movie to look at. Good choice. That is
0: that is a great, great, great. You could
2: probably pick almost any of his movies. I know. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, You know. In fact, I was thinking about Super Green, Life Aquatic, Royal Tenenbaums is all orange. Yep. Um, uh, And Fantastic Mr. Fox is mostly taupe. Mm -hmm. Uh, um, I am going to go for my final pick. Mm. Oh, it's a tough one. Mm. It is a tough one. Uh, This is a movie that uh, came out in 2000. Mm. It is a, uh, it's a Wong Kar Wai film. It's called In the Mood for Love. Mm. Oh, I remember the trailer for that movie. Yeah, I, I quite enjoyed this movie. It is, uh, it, it, the the part of the you know part of the discussion of the movie is just about how relationships kind of uh, ravel and unravel, and the way he uses color in this movie the our our sort of primary female protagonist is um like she the color of each scene is going to be somehow dependent upon what she is wearing mm. and I adore it. The color is just vibrant and beautiful, and uh I think it is uh in terms of just like a, a straight up sort of drama romance movie uh the way they use color accentuates their relationship i think in a in a really lovely way and um so i've got a bunch of other movies that are on my backup list that i think are are great but this one i think is it really stands apart because of the intentionality not just of um You know, making you feel a certain way because of the color, but actually tying it to, you know, character behavior and production design in a way that I think is unique among all of these. So I love it in the mood for love. And it's an 8.1 on the IMDb six star uh, scale, which means it's really good.
3: (laughs) (laughs) You nailed it. Uh, My last one, a fun fact, I'm going to watch it tonight. I've already seen it, but I haven't seen it in a long time, and I found my DVD of it. Uh, Yes, DVDs, I'm That Person, and the film is called Run, Lola, Run!
0: Ah, what a great
3: pick. I haven't seen it in forever, but it's beloved, and one of the things I remember, or I'm remembering incorrectly, and I will find out tonight that this was a terrible pick, but I remember the use of color to denote speed. Hmm. That she, that the really deep reds, there's a lot of, and then there'll be like a streak of blue going through it. It's always like these very um, horizontal sort of swaths of color because so much of the movie is a a countdown. And and then all those, the uh, flash or the in-between scenes, it's a flashback when she's talking to her boyfriend are bathed in this red on red. Um, And so I just really thought that movie uh, struck out for me. And one of the reasons was color. So there it is.
0: Outstanding. And I just realized I totally stole your order. You were supposed to go before me. I was wondering so that about could have that. been a massive oh. violation of the time space list Well continuing. then I would
3: I would like to choose In the Mood for Love. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no problem. Great set of lists. Now, can I tell you how I cheated? Mm. I sort of cheated. And I'm going to do it by, by sharing my screen. My pick. I did steal your pick. I did not intentionally steal your mm-hmm. pick, Ray. Mm-hmm. All right. So I'm going to share my screen because I want to show you this fancy tool. <gasps> and the tool is called, uh, it's, it's actually, it's an essentially an art, a work of art. Uh, the Colors of Motion. So I had done most of my list and then I found this website. Did you stumble across this by chance? Anybody? No. Mm-mm. So the Colors of Motion takes... Movies. Oh, I've
3: seen these kind of things before. That's really neat.
0: So this one takes um, it, it takes the average color of every single frame of a film, wow. and it stacks them on top of one another, frame after frame after frame after frame after frame, and then you get this waterfall as I scroll, uh, and you can see the overall color theme of this of the movie. Wow. And so I strongly recommend going and checking out the color of colors of motion. Here's the Royal Tenenbaums. It's bright orange. Obviously, if you're listening to the audio of this, you're not seeing this, but just go to the colors of motion. You'll see it. Uh, Tenenbaums is like straight up orange with this slice of blue right in the middle, which uh. I think is great. Um, how about something like Tron Legacy? It's all browns and blues. Uh, I thought that was very cool and well, predictable. You can and buy
3: prints of this? I love this.
0: You can. You can buy by prints of this. And so if you go to the main site, you can see like, here are the prints. Um, I'm scrolling. He's done so, 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 so many movies. Um, so here we go 12 Angry Men. It's a black and white movie. So, not surprisingly, <laughs> it's black and white. But here's 2001, A Space Odyssey. I associate orange with Space Odyssey, but it's mostly pinks and purples. Mm. Isn't that, I thought that was really funny. So I think this is a really cool uh, site and piece of art. And the, the uh, artist is, um, should name drop the artist because it's that good. Uh, it is I'm Charlie Clark.
3: Charlie. Charlie Clark.
0: Charlie Clark does some good work, and these are great prints, and you should order them and put them in your home. There you go.
3: Cool. I'm definitely going to look up some films on that.
0: Yeah. He's done a bunch. That's it. So now we have to come up with what is coming up next week. Oh, dear. What do you guys know? What are you, doing what are you, on you on the talking show? about? Yeah, uh, let me see if I can remember. Oh, we're doing The Postman, Il Postino, 1995. Oh. Michael Radford, have you seen it? Yes, a long time ago. It is a delightful movie. Uh, and there are a couple of things going on in this movie uh, that I think are are worth talking about. The first is that it's adorable. And if adorable counts for, like, award-winning, this movie should win all the awards because it's cute. Um I don't know if it's a romance between our postman and his love interest or Pablo Neruda, mm. um, because, but it is just great. So we we have a few suggested topics, but I'm curious, especially, Tommy, if you've seen it, do you have any sense of what you might like to build a list out of? And Ray, have you uh, have you seen it or have you read the the
2: synopsis? You should know from the movie game that I haven't seen any movies outstanding
0: <laughs> nailed it down so this this is a movie about pablo it's actually about a uh a man who lives on this island in italy and he uh pablo neruda is put in exile he has to leave chile and move to italy for a time with his lover and the our our postman he takes a job as a postman with only one customer he has to deliver pablo neruda's fan mail Uh, up to this isolated home on the hills. And they end up having a relationship when the postman declares that he wants to be a poet. And so it is a movie that celebrates language and poetry and, like, discovering who you are in the world. And it's it's kind of an origin story of of a man who works with language. And it's it's just lovely. Um, It also happens to be the main character, the actor playing the main character, was in uh, essentially heart failure. During the entire production, mm. and it was his passion project getting this made. he's the one who actually took it to the director, Michael Radford, to make it and the it, like the within just a couple of days after they fin- finished uh, principal uh, pr- photography, he died. He oh, had a heart man. attack and died in his sleep and so though, these are all things that kind of carry into our um, suggested topics uh you know movies about mail carriers. But that's, it, it, that might be a very timely list subject, uh, given what's going on in the United States right sure. now. Um, I was wondering uh, if we could
3: open it up more to, because if he's a postman, I don't like taking the suggestions. I think I'm on record for that. <laughs> I know you no, you're, um, you're a
0: real anarchist. The, yeah. uh,
3: if he's a postman that only has one client, what about odd or unusual vocations? You got it. That could be maybe open it up a little bit from just mail carriers.
0: Okay uh okay so that's one we we also have you know just like living on an island i like that one um island life island island movies yeah island island all right
2: ray i'm sorry i'm just thinking of that song island girl by elton john
3: (laughs) oh Oh, by by the the high stepper
2: stepper. (laughs) right Word them up, different.
0: (laughs) Uh, And then, uh, you know, I'll tell you, the one that I'm that I'm sort of partial to is movies with like uh, these interesting sort of actor backgrounds, like the fact that he died during this. Yeah. Oh,
2: so maybe actors who that would be challenging.
0: The problem is, yeah, it's like really uh, grim. Like, can you find all the actors who died in their production? Well, does it necessarily
2: Mm. have to be death? Maybe got the flu, <laughs> got the COVID.
0: Uh, I I just can't think of another story that would be. Is that horrible of me? How gallows. It's I can't think little... of anything else that would be interesting.
3: Yeah, put it in there. We don't have to pick. <laughs> they have to okay. pick. <laughs>
0: uh, okay. Um, ac- okay. Shortly after production, actors who died after production is uh, a lot. Right. More than shortly after, <laughs> right? It's got to be within the same little bunch. All right, within the bunch,
2: outstanding. How many of them worked for go. James Cameron?
0: Mm. <laughs> <laughs> okay, hey, good list, guys. Good work. Uh, I'm I'm excited about it. Thank you, everybody, for uh, showing up to this to this uh, our, our fair Saturday matinee. Wish Ray good luck on his Saturday outing. Uh, and right. uh, we we hope to have a full
2: and fair report next week. I will uh, bequeath all of my Blu-rays to the group if I shouldn't make Outstanding. it. <laughs>
0: oh God, that's awful! It's a 14-day uh, quarantine after uh, after every movie that you see. You just have to not <laughs> go outside for 14 days. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna so, want those Blu-rays. That's uh, yeah, you're gonna need to keep those around. So, uh, thank you, everybody. Thank you, Tommy. Good to see you, buddy. My pleasure. This was great, as always. Thank you, Ray. Thank you. Enjoy the film. we Will do. All right, everybody. Have a great week, everybody. We'll see you next week. Bye. just visit the slash originals your purchases made through our links give us a small commission at no extra cost to you